The Yankees sweep the Twins in a doubleheader on Wednesday, where things stand in the American League Central as the Twins start to limp toward the finish line. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three, hosting this podcast on a daily basis. Season four, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. And as long as I've been alive, as long as I've been doing the podcast, as long as I've been writing about the Twins, uh, the Yankees have owned them. And I know it goes way way past even that time period today was another example of that you see the Yankees lineup in game one super weak outside of Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres been struggling but those are the two best hitters in the lineup Judge homers Glaber homers and the twins still lose even though that's probably the worst overall Yankees lineup they've seen in years in years they they haven't played a Yankees team in a skid like this at in as far as I can remember, I mean, the Yanks coming into this series, just scuffling, scuffling, not hitting at all. And they still beat the twins and still have swept the twins in the doubleheader. They won the first three games in this series. They'll go for the full sweep on Thursday. And we'll preview that game a little bit later on. Here's where we stand in the American league central. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If not, Cleveland is in first place at 70 and 65. And the twins and white Sox are tied in second place, two games out from Cleveland in the division. And uh, if you watch this twins team every day for the last couple of months, you're wondering how, how are they only two games out in the division? We continue to say that almost every day. How are they only X games out? How are they still in first place? You know, when they were in first place, because uh, they look anything like a first place team. They look anything like a playoff team at Yankee stadium this week. They had so many opportunities to win game one. And what a performance from Louis Varlin. I thought Louis was outstanding. And I think people don't want to hear this right now. You don't want to hear this right now. And I understand. I'm thinking of the future. I'm always thinking about the future because I think a lot of people feel, myself included, that this it's going to be tough for this team, A, to win the division and B, to win in the playoffs if they do win the division, right? If they, if they do make up this ground on Cleveland, win the Central, it's still possible. I know it's crazy. It's still possible. They're two games back and they play them eight more times. They play Chicago six more times and they're tied in the standings, even if they do, they're so banged up, and maybe they'll be healthier by the time, you know, in four weeks they'll be healthier, but it is it is hard to envision them doing much damage down the stretch because they're so banged up, because they're not playing their best baseball at all right now, but I'm thinking about next year, and I'm thinking about what this team will have in the rotation potentially. I think they're going to have a lot of options in the rotation, and you don't want to jump to conclusions from one start with Louis Varlin, but I thought he was awesome today. You know, fastball as advertised in the mid nineties, he throws strikes. I think the, what I said last night, we saw it, you know, we saw that we saw the fastball, the slider hit 90, he was hitting 90 with the slider. And I, I think his changeup looked like the better pitch today. And it's similar questions with Joe Ryan, who got beat around a little bit tonight. Isaiah Connor Falefa hit a grand slam on a Joe Ryan slider. Varland has similar questions. Like the fastball will play. How's the off-speed stuff. I was impressed by his changeup. 
locating the changeup at times. He pulled it a little bit, yanked it. The slider today, he threw it well sometimes. Like he he spotted it up at certain points, but the fastball was clearly overwhelming for the Yankees. And again, that Yankees lineup is not great, but his first strikeout of his major league career is against Aaron Judge. That's Aaron Judge in a historic season. The first strikeout of your major league career is Aaron Judge. That's that's pretty special. I thought he looked good. And I think he's a guy at 24 and with upper minors experience and upper minor success who you absolutely can pencil in for a contributor next year for the twins and down the stretch this year as well. Like I think he can help them down the stretch and into next year, not as a frontline starter, but I think somebody who can eat, eat innings and as a middle rotation guy. And next year, it looks like they have a lot of those guys, you know, you have hopefully a healthy, Sonny gray, Tyler Malley, Bailey Ober, Joe Ryan, Kenta Maeda, you know, Josh Winder, Louis Varlin, they're going to have options. It feels like in the rotation. And we say that every year and then they just, they're decimated by injuries, but this is going to be a unique off season because they're not going to have to really, it's not like they have two out of five spots filled by rookies and Ryan and Ober. That was legitimately what they were looking at in the off season. They had two spots in their rotation filled by Ryan and Ober who had been rookies. That's where they were at. They're going to be so far from that this off season. Now they have a foundation, you know, they have, strong veterans in Sonny Gray and you hope Tyler Malley is healthy next year. You have Joe Ryan, who's more of a four or five. I've been saying that for a long time, you know, more of a mid rotation to the back of the rotation starter. And then you have Bailey Ober, hopefully coming back. You can't rely on Ober as much or winder because they've had a ton of injuries, but the on paper and Maeda too is coming off Tommy John. So I'm not saying it's a this sterling group, like, Oh, it's, you know, this amazing group, but they're going to have options next year. And I think they will be in a spot where, if they were to make one move, like one impact pitching move at the front of the rotation, like Carlos Rodon, I wanted them to sign Rodon badly in the offseason. Look, he's been amazing this year. If they sign like a Carlos Rodon, now you're talking. Now we're talking about a real rotation next year. So I, I thought of that today as I was watching Louie, just another option for 2023. And I think down the stretch this year, like I said, um, to fill in that spot for Tyler Malley. So I thought he was very good today. He looked strong. He looked confident. and they pulled him after, uh, you know, not to face judge a third time there in the sixth inning. That's exactly how I drew it up, right? That going into the sixth inning, I had written on record. I had said, have him start the sixth and have Fulmer ready. And it ended up being Jack's in case someone reaches and judge comes up for the third time had homered off Varland in his second at bat. That's exactly how it played out. Jack's came in got judge and then Glaber hit a home run on a 96 mile an hour fastball up and in. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I didn't have a problem with how that played out. If judge hadn't hit a home run against them in the second at bat, maybe I think differently, but he did. And, you know, I think you want to get him out on a good note as well. Like you saw him in the second game in the dugout. He was excited. He was happy. What happens if you you keep him in and judge gets him again and the game's tied. Right. And you can't play scared like that. I agree but he's a rookie in his MLB debut. I think the the problems in game one were not that Louis Varland was pulled too early. Like, I think that was fine. I think the problems in game one are that the twins committed four errors and couldn't score the run. And Carlos Correa came up with the bases loaded and one out and couldn't get the run in from third, even in extra innings to go up by two runs. The twins, I think would have won that game if Correa comes through there and he didn't. And that's been, a storyline of the season, like him not coming through in those spots. He did double and homer off Garrett Cole in game two. It didn't matter. Let's talk more about game two. Joe Ryan, 
and looking ahead to the finale in this series and the rest of the race in the American League Central. After this word from Built Bar, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk. Puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar for you. Built Bars are not only delicious, Built Bars are healthy. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code Locked on 15. Joe Ryan had, he had a good start to his start. A good start. We've seen that a lot. The velocity was there. He had, was mowing down Yankees. The Twins had a one nothing lead. And he fell apart in the middle innings. And we've seen that so much this year. This is another example. It's just another example of why Joe Ryan is pulled early. Why Sonny Gray is pulled early. It's because they've shown so many times that they can't get through the middle of games. Like Joe Ryan had an opportunity there to get out of his own mess, and he gave up a grand slam on a hanging slider. He's a rookie too. I'm not going to be super hard on Joe Ryan for his rookie year, but that's, that's what we're talking about here. Those middle innings falling apart, fourth, fifth, sixth. A lot of times the twins will have a good start. Like they're, you know, Sonny or Joe or, or, Mally, when he pitched, I guess he got beat around in Chicago. Uh, even Aaron Sanchez, they'll have decent starts to their outings, and then they will run into trouble in the middle innings, and they don't go long enough in games, and you're making all those innings up in the bullpen. That tends to happen. That happened to Joe today. He pitched four innings um, for the Twins, and they're just they're not getting what they need out of very many guys right now. They're they're not the the guys they rely on. Two out of their best four hitters are out, and the other two. Arise and Correa, they both had decent days today. I know Correa didn't come through, but he did have a nice day against Garrett Cole. Gave the Twins a one nothing lead on the homer. Arise was was good today. You know, he had a big hit in extra innings, and he looked better at the plate. Let off game one with a double, you know, came through there. But those two are not, like, world-beating at all. And then your replacement-level players that you have to start because Buxton and Polanco and Larnick and Kirloff and everybody's out, they're not really getting it done either. You know, your caves and your Celestinos and, and Nick Gordon's batting fourth today. Like, that's just, that's not where you need to be. I will say, I think this team right now is better. We'll, we'll probably have a better lineup against Nestor Cortez on Thursday than we've seen because they are missing their best left-handed bat in Jorge Polanco. Max Kepler is out. He's just a lefty. He's not one of their best left-handed bats, but he's just a lefty. It's nice to have a lefty in the lineup against righties. They had to start Kyle Garlick against Garrett Cole, uh, batting sixth today. I think they'll be in a better spot against Cortez, at least in the lineup on Thursday, because you'll have Correa, Miranda, Garlick, Urshela, Sanchez. You'll have more right-handed bats in that lineup against the lefty because you're missing Polo and because Kepler's dinged. They just don't have a left-handed presence in their lineup, even a presence of a lefty can draw a walk. Like we've seen Kepler draw walks to spur rallies against right-handed pitching. He's that's basically what you're looking for from him right now, <laughs> just to draw walks. But I, I do think the lineup will look better against Cortez and lefties right now, solely for the fact that 
uh, that's where they're healthiest. Their right-handed bats are, are where they're the healthiest outside of Buxton, who's your best, you know, left-handed, the, your best hitter against left-handed pitching is Byron Buxton this year. So um, that, you know, this, this lineup is decimated. This, this rotation is decimated. <laughs> that's, those are facts. You know, the bullpen is pretty healthy, knock on wood. They're relied upon massively and they've been pretty good since the deadline, but they've blown some games. They haven't been perfect and they're not scoring enough runs. And when they do score enough runs, they're usually not winning those games. And they're at Yankee stadium. They're at Yankee stadium. It's a house of horrors. I'm always hopeful every year. And I was hopeful again this year that this, this tide would change, right? Like this is the year they go to Yankee stadium. They play really well at Yankee stadium and they split this series. The splits out of the question. Now you're just trying to avoid a sweep. And this is the last place you wanted to be, you know, at Yankee stadium, their best chance to win was in the 12th inning, the top of the 12th today, they took a four, three lead. They had the bases loaded with Correa and Miranda coming up and the Yankees going to like their eighth reliever, their eighth reliever in the pen. And you're in a spot to, to bust that game open. Correa swings at a first pitch slider and pops it up on the infield. Miranda barreled it, but not deep enough in the outfield and, and Florial caught it in center field. That's exactly the spot you want to be. They're in a spot they want to be right there. They're in a spot to win the game. They absolutely should not have been in that position to win that game. Celestino running around third. Brutal. You saw Tommy Watkins. It was like a half send or not send. Brutal. Brutal. Gets thrown out at the play. Dead to rights. And, and Louis slamming his helmet at first base. Arise is slamming his helmet because he's like, I just came through with a huge hit and you got thrown out at home. What are we doing here? And even with all of that, the Yankees wanted the Twins to win this game. They were they were trying it to lose this game. They were silver plattering it to the Twins. Like no pinch hits. They they weren't Trevino. I guess came in for Higashioka. They pinch hit Aaron Hicks. But that's I mean marginal. They're not. They weren't trying to. They were trying to win. But the mistakes they were making and and the not driving in runners. That was a game the Twins needed to take, and they didn't take it. That that is a a good emblematic representation of the Twins at Yankee Stadium. They either get ex- destroyed or dominated by power, whether it's a pitcher or Alex Rodriguez. Garrett Cole tonight struck out fourteen, or when they have a chance to win, or if they take an early lead, twenty seventeen in the wild card game, this year against Garrett Cole hitting five home runs, they end up blowing it and losing. And we saw that in game one, they have opportunities to beat the Yankees and they don't take those opportunities. They've won one of six matchups with the Yankees. They lost all six against Houston and they lost all four against the Dodgers. Those are the three best teams I would say in baseball. And uh, the twins have won one of those games. The Mets and Braves are in that conversation as well. The twins won't play them this year. It's probably a good thing, Uh, but it's just been, it's been disheartening to see them not able to to finish games against good teams it's it's extreme it's becoming extreme to win one of 15 matchups one of 15 against these teams i actually think it's one of 16 now because they're one in five and oh and six and and oh and four yeah it's one i think it's one in 15 against those three teams that's that's extreme you probably look at their record against everybody else and they're well above 500 <laughs> but against the three best teams they're they're not able to carry their weight and it goes back to what I kind of always talk about too with this team is weathering storms weathering storms you know this is going to be a tough series at Yankee Stadium it shouldn't be because the Yankees aren't playing well and their lineup is decimated but it's always tough at Yankee Stadium 
are you able to go in there and still split or at the very least take one game? And now they're on the ropes. They're on the ropes on Thursday uh, with pressure to take just one game here in this four-game set. I was hopeful that they'd be able to to turn the tide this year, that this, this would be the time and they would go in there and they would they would split for the Cleveland series this weekend. The good news is Cleveland's not going to play Thursday. So the Twins will go into this weekend. Cleveland blew their game tonight. Emmanuel Classe blew his save against Kansas City in Kansas City. The Twins, when they go and play Cleveland this weekend here at Target Field, they'll ha- at least have an opportunity to overtake them in the division with a sweep at the minimum. They'll be able to pass Cleveland. We don't know if Chicago plays tomorrow. Chicago could jump the Twins in the standings Thursday with a win over Oakland. They got Dylan Cease going, and the Twins are playing the Yankees. So they could jump them, and then we'll see what happens. But the Twins will have an opportunity this weekend at the very minimum with a sweep to overtake Cleveland in the division to jump them if they have a good weekend. But it's just hard, man. It's hard at this point to like have a bunch of faith in that because even if – they were they wouldn't be playing like this if they had all their guys. They wouldn't be. And I know that's like a not a fun excuse. It's not an excuse to make. It wouldn't be like this if they were even halfway more healthy than they are right now. It wouldn't be this extreme for this long of a period. But it would be easier if they were playing like this with their guys to to look and say, Okay, they're struggling. They haven't had a very good season. They're they're one game above five hundred. They lost first place, but they have their guys. Buxton's healthy. Polo's healthy. You have Korean Arise. You know, you have Kirilov. Even if they were like, even if they didn't have Kirilov or Larnick, they just had Polo and Buxton and they had Mally healthy. You could say, all right, but they have their guys. And I feel confident because they have their guys. And this weekend they'll have an opportunity to win this series because they have their guys. But no, it's Selly playing center field every day. It's Nick Gordon batting fourth. And it's just an uphill battle for this team. It's an uphill battle. And they're not getting it done even when they have opportunities to win those games. So I wish I felt more confident about them, but this is a months long thing. This is a a long, a long stretch of time where they haven't played like a a playoff team, not, not even close to it. They've been an under 500 team for a long time now. And I want to look back at their record since that great stretch when they had that, that Royals and Tigers stretch, and they lost the last game. I think they lost the last game of that Tigers series. And the record since then, that was May 25th, they lost the last game of that Tigers series. They won two out of three, but they lost four to two in that final game. Since then, they are 41 and 50. 41 and 50. No, 41 and 51, because they lost both today. <laughs> 41 and 51 uh, in their last 92 games. 10 games below 500 in their last 92 games. Where's the confidence coming from then? I don't know. I don't, is, is your confidence or your hope coming from guys coming off the injured list and, and the fact that this division is still so close? You can see it on the screen again. It's so close. Could be. I mean, it's still possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, and I'll be here. I'll be recording, and I'll be here with you. But this team just, uh, they're not giving you a lot of reason for faith right now. Stadium. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with a postgame on thursday thanks for making lockdown twins your first listen every day on the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day now for your second listen go check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the nfl season the local team experts of the lockdown podcast network plus a betting angle from lee sterling of lockdown bets all combining into one ultimate nfl preview 
Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, go Twins.